Welcome to Boss of My Money podcast, your number one choice for bite-sized lessons on how to take care of your coins and achieve financial success. I am your host, Esther Bangura, the founder, financial educator, financial coach, and budgeting expert at Boss of My Money. So whether it's improving your money habits, developing a wealthy mindset, becoming debt-free, saving money, or learning how to invest, girl, say no more because you are in the right place. And if you want to get started with paying yourself first and learning how to manage your finance like the boss that you are, why not get your hands on one of my amazing freebies? A free financial wellness checklist at bossofmymoney.com. Now, it's time to put the kettle on, make yourself a cup of tea and join me in today's episode. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Hiya, welcome to Boss of My Money. This is episode number 48. In today's episode, I'll be sharing about what should you do if you fall short of your goals? So how often have you set a goal right? You've set a target to the best of your intentions and you get started with it and you begin to slip up. This slippage keeps you further and further from that finish line, right? So according to the EDM dictionary, the definition of falling short of your goal is to fail to meet or reach a goal, especially by a narrow margin or degree. So an example is The family was hoping to catch their flight from Heathrow Airport, but they fell short of the goal. And that's actually happened to me. Um, That's more than fallen short of a goal. That's literally missing your flight and having to buy another ticket. Um, So before I offer you a few tips, I actually want to call myself out. Um, So I shared a recent goal that I had that I fell short of. So at the start of September, I had a goal to publish a new podcast episode every single day in the month of September. So I gave myself a 30 days podcast challenge and I was enthusiastic. I was sure I could do this. I knew it was an audacious goal because I already knew how busy enough I was. Um, I could barely manage my time with work, with business, with family And I actually decided to start the podcast a few days before I went on a spa retreat um, for a couple of days, John and I, and I was able to batch record some of the initial episodes. So I thought it was like easy. Um, And then when I came back from the spa retreat, I felt so relaxed and, you know, it was great. Everything started off well. I went 14 days straight. And then I started to feel unwell and I got into the launch. So many of you know that I um, opened doors to my accountability program. And so I was promoting that and um, just getting things ready for that. And literally, it just took a lot of time. Um, And I got ill as well. So there were all these things that kind of came up that I didn't plan for. And literally one day of not recording a podcast led to two days, led to three days, led to four days. And by the time I realized, you're like, oh my gosh, I have not recorded a podcast episode for a whole week. 
And so I was so annoyed at myself. And if any of my very close friends are listening, um, I actually called my friend. I even called my business coach. I was like, oh my goodness, I had a goal. I've fallen short. What do I do? Like, how do I face people? I'm scared to get back on the mic. I'm so scared because I feel like I've let people down and I've even just not letting people down, but I've let myself down because it was a goal that I had a commitment that I made to myself. And so I was annoyed. And after a few days of not being able to record a podcast episode, I was like, how on earth am I going to catch up? Like, how do you catch up a whole week of not recording a podcast episode when you have to get it all done, like by the month end? So all sorts of thoughts came to my head. This is ridiculous. You're never going to be able to get back on the mic. And this is just one example of a recent goal of mine that I felt short of. You know, I have had many goals that I've fallen short of when it comes to my personal life, as well as my personal finances. And so we will kind of keep it around money. But I also want you to apply it to other areas of your life, because like I always say, you being a good money manager is not just about your coins, right? It's about how you show up in other areas of your life. So if you find that you are always, you know, not completing goals that you set for your health, for your career, for your relationship, your marriage, your family life, your, you know, in your friendships, if you're always falling short of those goals and there's a pattern, it's good to kind of pause and reflect and really understand why um, and how you get back on track so that you can apply those same lessons to your finances. So what happens to us when we fall short of a goal? So I really kind of had to go back and think about the process that I went through in my mind, right? So I summed it down to four steps, right? There are four things that happen, four steps that we take when we fall short of a goal. The first step is regret, right? So why did I set this goal in the first place? What made me think I was cut out for this goal? you start to think you were never going to achieve it anyway. You know, you start to have thoughts of doubt and regret. And depending on how much you beat yourself up at this stage, you may decide to either continue or drop the goal altogether. Step number two of what happens when we fall short of a goal is that we begin to blame. You begin to blame and look for who to blame, right? And so you think about, you know, who is the reason why I've not reached my goal? We sometimes blame other people for not reaching our goals. If this person didn't do this, if this person didn't do that, if this person had supported me, or if this person had reminded me, or if this person um, didn't distract me or make me doubt myself. And then we move on to ourselves. For me, I couldn't really blame anyone else for being a week behind with the podcast. Now, actually a whole 14 days, a whole 15 days behind the podcast. It was all on me. It was my goal. Nobody told me to set the goal. And my husband was very supportive. He was even reminding me, you know, Esther, have you, have you recorded a podcast today? And so I couldn't be like, oh, he didn't remind me on day 15. And if he had, I would have, you know, remembered to, to do it. And I wouldn't have been so busy. 
you know, he's not to blame. It was my goal and I have to take ownership that it was my goal. And you also begin to ask yourself, was I too ambitious? It's my fault that I didn't achieve this goal because it was too big of a goal. I was being too ambitious. I was being too audacious with my goal. And then you say to yourself, oh, maybe I should have canceled some of the other things I had. Or you say to yourself, do you know something? You should have really pushed through even though you were ill. You know, and that came to my mind like, well, yes, you weren't feeling well, but you had a goal and you could have pushed through. So that's step number two. We begin to blame either ourselves or other people. Step number three is we unpack. And this sort of comes further down, you know, after you had some regret of even having the goal and you're looking for who and what to blame, then you begin to unpack. How did I even fall short of my goal? Where exactly did I go wrong? You begin to analyze where things took a bad turn. Mine was where I missed one night. I was great. I was doing great until I missed one night. And then I didn't know how to get back on. And the one night that I missed, I thought maybe, okay, I could just record two episodes the following day um, and then get back to batch recording. And then that day came and something else came up, you know, and so I didn't know how to get back on track um, and I left it too long to get back on track. So for some people, it could be that you used to save every month, right? you're a saver and you saved every month and you missed a month. And instead of just making sure that the following month you save, one month turns into an entire year of not saving. And you look back and you say to yourself, but I used to be a a saver or not anymore. And finally, we then decide now what? So this is the fourth step. We decide, okay, now what? You should have never set this goal. It's your fault or it's this person's fault. Um, You begin to unpack, you know, exactly what happened. And then you have to make a decision. How are you going to move forward? So there are two decision points to be made here. One is I'm going to drop this goal altogether. I just won't continue. It ends here. Or I will continue with this goal. So whether it's continuing now or later, but you have to decide a way forward. And it's important that you decide a way forward and you just end it there. You know, if you're deciding to continue, you just decide, okay, I'm going to continue. And you set a date for when you're going to continue and you begin to create a plan for how that will look like, right? Instead of jumping straight into um, the goal again, just really plan, set a realistic plan on how you're going to get back on. And if you decide not to continue with the goal and you're going to revisit, it's okay. Like, don't beat yourself up. These are your goals. And that's something that I had to remember. This was my goal. You know, I decided to do 30 Days Podcast because I enjoy podcasting and it was a way for me to, you know, get more content out to you guys. And I had a lot in the month of September that I wanted to share with you guys. And I just thought it would be a fun thing. And actually, it really helped me develop um, my podcasting skills. It helped me to get into a system that I'm now going to continue to use 
on how I, you know, lay out my podcast episodes on my, my recording is so much quicker now, you know, there's less editing that I have to do. I'm able to just record an episode and do a few little bit of editing and just get it out immediately. Whereas before it would literally take me hours. So, you know, you have to realize that these are your goals. So whether you achieve them or not, it's all down on how you want your life to be. So let's get into what actions you can take when you fall short of your goal. So I'm going to share with you four things to consider after you've fallen short of your goal. So number one is to talk about it, get a third party's opinion on it. I know we don't like sharing about our shortfalls and our failures and the things that we weren't able to do, you know, the things that we said we'll do that we weren't able to do, but this will really help you to get out of your own head. So now you have to be smart about who you talk to. As some people will try and talk you out of your goal, no, you want someone who is going to be real with you and give you honest feedback. So you want someone who is not emotionally invested in your goal. And for me, it was my husband and my friend who is a YouTuber. So she knows about setting goals and so on. And I must say that after speaking with them, we concluded that there was no way of catching up. So I just needed to decide when I was going to jump back in. And I even spoke to one of my um, business um, mastermind coaches and, you know, she found it so hilarious. She, She was just like, wow, that's like such a good goal to set. And she was like, look, just be honest about what happened. You know, you got busy, you were in the middle of the launch, just be honest. And I said to her that I was actually thinking about goal setting and I thought, okay, how can I use this example to give my audience, you know, um, some context around goal setting and how, yes, we do fall short of our goals and, and what that process is like and how we can get back on track. So I'm really happy that I spoke to them because it just took away a lot of the guilt, a lot of the shame behind not being able to meet my 30 days podcast goal. Step number two is to review your logistics around your goal. So I went into this podcast challenge with the idea that I'm going to publish a new episode every single day for the whole of September. And I just did that. You know, I batched some recordings um, just before my spa retreat, but I think I should have definitely had a better plan than just needing to publish every single day. So moving forward, I think that I, if I was to do this again, that I will make sure that I'm at least three to four days ahead um, where I'm batch recording episodes and I'm three to four days ahead. So even before... Because I literally started the challenge like on the 1st of September. The 1st of September is when I started it. So had I decided on doing the challenge earlier, then I could have easily started from the end of August and, you know, have a plan in place so that I'm always a few days ahead. And whereas I was trying to fit it around everything else, I think I would definitely make it a priority and just be like, okay, it's not just, oh, you have to record an episode. It's, this is when you're recording an episode. So I definitely think that I could do better with that. 
So I could have had a framework. I could have been more specific about when I will record the podcast, when I will publish it. Whereas I was just fitting it around other things that I was doing, right? So if you have a money goal, for example, you want to lay out the logistics of how you're going to achieve that goal. So I actually have a framework um, that I teach about goal setting, and I obviously didn't apply it in this um, scenario when it came to my podcast. And this is the thing. For most people, it's not that they're not capable of achieving their goals. We often don't cross-transfer the skill set that we have, you know, from one area of our life to, to the other. And so it's important that we maximize um our opportunities to be able to achieve our goals by really thinking about what skill set do you have? How have you achieved some of your other goals? You know, so when it comes to like my health goals, I have to be intentional about it. I have to plan ahead. I have to review it the night before to make sure that, okay, this is what you're going to eat tomorrow. This is what time you need to be up so that you can go to the gym and come back and get all these other things done or this is a time you need to wake up and stretch. I literally have to have like a plan and I have to review it the night before. Otherwise, chances are that I may go to bed late and then I'm not going to wake up early. And then, you know, I'm just going to be behind from the get-go. So you definitely want to think about other goals that you've achieved and how you've achieved them and cross-transfer those skills to your financial goals. In my accountability group, actually, um, that we've started, um, which is where I teach 95 professionals how to use the skills that they already have to maximize their money goals. And so even in, you know, the first week where we're organizing our finances and it really is around how can you, as organized as you are in your job, as organized as you are with the kids, as organized as you are you know, when it comes to doing other people's um, tasks, it's the same way that I want us to be organized in our own personal finance goals and how we manage our finances. So step number three is don't minimize your goal, right? So just because you're behind on a goal, you don't have to give up on it. You know, I mean, I wanted to record 30 podcasts in a month, but I managed to do 14 straight. If I had set a goal for a week, then I may have fallen short and only did four. So I'm glad that I went for that 30 days, even though it was a stretch, I was able to accomplish just under half of that goal. And so don't minimize your goals, set big goals, you know, set a goal that you want to save two grand before the end of the year. Because if you set a two grand goal, guess what? You're likely to save a thousand or one five. But if you set a goal, oh, I want to save 1000, then you're probably only going to save 500 to 600. So I am all for setting big goals, like 10x your goals. If you want to have a thousand by the end of the year, double that, right? And work towards um, your 10x goal, right? Because we usually do fall short of our goals. And it's not because we don't want to achieve them, but it's because, you know, life gets in the way. And sometimes we don't plan our goals as much. So then we don't give it the best chance, you know, of being achieved, right? Because we under plan um, and we give up easily. So don't minimize your goals. Definitely, um, can you know, double it, 
double whatever goal, you know, whether it's you, if you're aiming for 20K income, 30K income, 40K income, double that, you know, add an extra 10K to it and be like, I want to go for a job that is going to pay me 40K, 50K, 60K, right? And so um, for me, this episode is me getting back into it, you know, and I know how my podcasts are helping people because I get emails and DMs from you guys letting me know. And I think it's likely that we all fall short of our goals. And, you know, we always need to set ourselves big goals and audacious goals. And I don't want you giving up on your goals because I'm not giving up on my goals. Even if I do fall short of them, I'm going to get back on track. So although I am not going to be recording 30 days podcast episodes for you, but I'm definitely going to be um, continuing to publish at least one to two a week. So that I can commit to. Step number four is it's okay to let go of the goal and go back to the drawing board. So some goals we set, we may not really want um, and you getting started on it was your way of seeing if it was a goal that you actually wanted. Um, And that's okay. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of the time we don't have all the answers until we take the right step or take the first step. You know, how do you know that you want to paint your room um, lilac if you don't know what it, how it's going to look on the wall? So you get started and then you're like, oh, actually, I don't like how this color looks. And then you decide you want to change the color or actually you're happy with the way it is. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Um, It's okay for you to start a goal and not end it because maybe the whole point of you starting the goal was to even know if that was whether you want or not. And I've had many experiences, you know, in my life where I've wanted to do something and it wasn't until I got started that I realized, "Mm, maybe not, this isn't you know, what I thought it would be. This isn't what I want. And I've just been brave enough to just be like, okay, I'm going to go back to the drawing board and really look at, you know, what goal I really want to achieve. So it's okay to say that you don't want a particular goal anymore and move on from it. You know, achieving goals is not easy and you are going to face pitfalls, challenges and roadblocks. And if it's a goal that you don't really want, you will kill yourself trying to achieve it, especially if you're trying to save face and please other people. This is why most people don't share their goals because when they decide that they don't want to continue with it anymore, it's just easier for them to kind of um, not continue and nobody knows. It's harder when you've voiced your goal and you know everybody knows that you're trying to do this and then you decide that you don't want to do it anymore. Even at that, don't kill yourself. Don't kill yourself over it. I think for me, more than just achieving the goal is really you deciding what you want in your life and working towards that and putting your energy. So if it's a goal that you're not interested in, nobody cares, you know, let it loose, set it free. Even the goal wants to be set free, you know, set it free and be honest with yourself, you know, babe, it's okay. No no one's paying your bills. No one will drag you by the hairline. It is your goal, right? You decide what you want to do, how you do it, and how that looks like. Remember, this is your journey. This is you and your family's journey. So for John and I, it's always, you know, what is it that we want, right? 
because it only impacts us. It doesn't impact other people around us. You know, so where you've got children, you just have to think about, okay, this goal, if we don't continue with it, how is it going to impact the kids? But then it's a family choice that you make. It's not something that you have to get everybody's buying in. And finally, number five is to focus on one big goal at a time, right? And I think this is where I fell short because in September, I had lots and lots of big goals. So in September, I took um, three days off where I went for a spa retreat. And I also did a photo shoot as well. John and I did a couple's photo shoot. Um, And then I was also launching my accountability program. And then I added the podcast challenge. Plus I was seeing one-to-one clients you know, helping them with their financial goals. I was doing the budgeting masterclass. I was also helping people with their life insurance and their, um, their wills, setting up their wills and trust. And so I had a lot of big goals going on in September, right? Um, and I had deadlines, I had family commitments, you know, work, my nine to five job was busy as well. When I got ill, so many things, like I lost at least two weeks in September, when I was ill. So I could have done this challenge in August or in November. I could have picked another time to do the challenge. I don't know why I decided in September. And I think it was really because, you know, September's like a new beginning. For me, I think September's a great month to start fresh on your goals um, before the end of the year. Um, I think it's a waste of time when people get to September and they're like, oh, well, the year's finished, so I might as well just wait for January to start on these goals. No, you still have three months, boo, to make a head start. You can do something with your goals and get further ahead. Don't wait till January. You don't know what's going to happen in January. January is not here yet. What we know is the day that we have today. So, It was more to just drive that, you know, um, and to help people to kind of see what they can be working on now before the year ends. And so, yeah, I could have, even though I had the idea of doing a 30 days podcast, I could have picked November or I could have even done it in December, right? Because usually in December, everyone is kind of busy and on the go. I could have just recorded it then um, and then taken time off in, in January. So it's okay to have goals, but try to focus on one big goal at a time, I would say is the lesson that I have learned here. So if you're paying off debt and you're trying to save and increase your income and learn about investing, and sometimes it can be a bit much. So you may just want to pick one big goal that is the main focus. And it's not like you're ignoring the others but you kind of do the others when you do them and it's not a big deal. So those are just my five tips, if you like, to help you with a goal that you may have fallen short on recently. Everybody's goal is unique. So decide on what tweaks you need to make to make progress with your goals, Um, whether it's a money goal, health goal, career, relationship or spiritual goals. No matter where you are with your goals, know that we all experience challenges. And this is the very reason why I created the Boss of My Money Accountability Group. 
And the accountability group is designed for nine to five professional workers who want to have better control of their finances and improve their relationship with money. And this is because I know too well that people give up on their goals. Um, People set small goals. And I've been very good over the years at bouncing back when I fall short on my goals. And it's so important that you bounce back. Um, So the accountability group, it really gives the women there the logistic that they need to create goals that they will go on to achieve and they get the support from the community where we chair them on you know no matter where they are with their goals so the doors to the boss of my money accountability program is closed at the moment but you can get on the wait list by clicking on the link in the description so that you will be the very first to know when the doors open again Um, It's likely going to be in the new year, so be sure to get on the wait list. But for now, I would love for you to continue to hang out with me here on the Boss of My Money podcast. Um, I'll be going back to my normal um, frequency of publishing one to two podcasts a week for you. And you can also come and hang out with me on Instagram, or you can take my free budget mini course as well as sign up to our weekly newsletter where I send you tips about managing your um, personal finance and also um, information on our latest blog post and our latest podcast episode. And if you know anyone who is working on a goal and it seems like they are about to fall off or give up entirely, I would love for you to share this podcast episode with them. I'll be ever so grateful And yeah, thank you for being here and I wish you all the best on your goals. And I hope that, you know, whether you decide to drop a goal, to pick up a goal or to start a new goal, I want you to know that I see you and um, you have my full support, whatever decision you decide to make. And I'd love for you to get in touch with me and just let me know, you know, what your takeaway has been from this podcast episode and how it's got you thinking about your goals. I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you again for listening to Boss of My Money podcast with Esther. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. And if you'd like me to answer any of your questions, you can include your name or it can be anonymous. Send them to me at esther at bossofmymoney.co.uk. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I would really appreciate it if you took the time to also rate and review this podcast as well as share it. Stop by at bossofmymoney.com for more details on how you can get started on your financial success journey. See you again on the next episode.